How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Last Things Last podcast. Um, this is going to be the second episode. Last week was also technically the last off the bench episode with Mandy and Myers. Uh, MJ was our guest, but now he is full time with the group. Uh, we've got a new name, new logo, um, and kind of a new venture ahead for us. Uh, we're really excited to continue what we're doing and grow this thing a little bit more. Um, so yeah, this is the last things last podcast and I'm your host, Kevin Myers with my lovely co-host, Justin Mandia. Say hi, everybody, Justin. Am I allowed to speak? Hello. Yeah, you are. Hello, everyone. You hi. are. There's a reason we added, oh, and hello to MJ Nisgoda. It's, my it's lovely nice. It's It's nice to be here, guys. Yeah. I, God. You know what? It's here. nice to have you. And let me tell you why. Nice to because have you, MJ. This guy over here, really who's is. all calm and nice now, is the biggest pain in the uh, to work with. Uh, 58 seconds. <laughs> Case in point, you are a nightmare. Let's just get into it. Um, all right. So tonight we're going to get into a couple of things, but we're going to start with the Houston Astros. We're going to update this here. Um, some new developments have come out in this one, fellas. Um, there... You got to love it when a great organization shoots themselves in the foot. So apparently in the Astros 2017 World Series DVD, there is a spot where if you pause it, you can see a setup of a chair, trash can, and computer in their, in the little uh, walkway up to the dugout. Pretty eerie stuff considering they were caught once cheating using a trash can and sound signals from that. So MJ, I'm going to start with you here. Is this pretty damning, or is this just someone overblowing something? Uh, Kev, uh, shot theirself in the foot is an <laughs> understatement. They mm -hmm. loaded, aimed, make sure the foot was correctly placed, and then pulled said trigger. Cheers, um, Houston. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the video I've seen is like, it's the walkout video. So there's clearly a table, clearly two monitors, a trash can, two baseball bats, and two chairs. So yep. <laughs> why were they there? We may never know. On the way back after they had won the game, the monitors are still there. The chairs are still there. There's sunflower seeds and trash all over the place. So you yep. know someone sat there the entire game and stared at those monitors. And the commissioner's response to, oh, we're going to look into it. There'll be serious consequences. We don't know how long this will take. This may take to the start of next season is absolutely ridiculous. How much more video evidence do you need? I know they have to do due diligence and interview you know, players and you know, members of the Astros, but still. Yeah, but when players have already come out and said this happened and you have more than one that's saying that, it should expedite the process a bit. Don't you think? Justin, what do you think? Uh... I think that it could be the the desk in the uh, trash can. Maybe they were just uh, playing some. You're on thin ice, sir. Some Pac-Man or something. I, I don't know. I don't know if we're if we know for sure that that's what was happening. Maybe, I'm pretty sure uh, Pac-Man hasn't been on computer since like 1993. So <laughs> unless they're using that. Well, I think we need to look into that then. You know what? I think we just found a new investigation. Why has Pac-Man not been on computer since? No, but um, but seriously, uh, how do you make that, that slip up? That will not be the only '90s Windows reference tonight. But continue. Yeah, because of your computer. Also, MJ, is he frozen or am I just crazy? He's frozen. I what? mean, you've been frozen, looking like you are about to just gnaw on a tree branch, like a freaking. <laughs> Beaver, and <laughs> I haven't. You said guys are fine. And I'm moving on my screen. Okay, well oh, then we'll just keep it as we're going. I'm glad no, that no. you're moving on your screen. You're frozen. Uh, anyway, 
No, but seriously, how do you make that slip up as the Astros putting it on your freaking championship DVD? Uh, you think, like, no one edited that Podcast. out where they're like, hey, guys, you know how we cheat a lot, right? We probably should make sure that we don't have footage of that. Well, it's just how do you go from such high-tech camera equipment to pick up the signals and then you're – the way you relay the message is, hey, we got these bats in these trash cans. Let's just hit them. They'll know. Not- no one else besides us will hear this. <laughs> you know, and you're right. I mean, completely shooting themselves in their foot because, again, of putting that on a DVD that so many people are going to watch, not even just Astros fans. There are people out there that collect all these World Series DVDs and watch them. So all these baseball fans are seeing this and they're like, guys, this doesn't make any sense. So the whole idea, um, MJ, you mentioned... Uh, that Rob Manfred was pretty soft on saying, you know, hey, it's probably going to be a while till we give something down. One thing I will say is he did mention severe sanctions, including possibly losing draft picks. Um, now, again, I got to take that with a grain of salt because we've never seen that happen before. However, do we not think the punishment fits the crime for this, especially if it's been happening for multiple years, including a World Series ring? I feel like you have to. Go harder, right? Something. Yeah, major. no, that's like be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, like you have to. This you have to set the, the standard here that if you do this, you need to expect this outcome. If it's losing draft picks, who cares? It's baseball, no, right? Like that should be everything. Go, everything goes through the farm system. Right. I mean, you get your gems every now and then that are, are MLB ready when they come out. But it, it, you, it's your draft picks it, take like three years to groom it. Exactly, it, it's not like football or or basketball where you have a guy that comes out and they're ready to rock and roll. I mean, baseball, everyone Hartford hits the farm systems. Yeah, I, I, it, that to me is not a penalty. A penalty. I, I mean, can you go as far as a postseason ban? I, I don't think they can do that because of the economic impact that would have yeah. on Houston and all the businesses involved with the Astros. You know, you got to think of the the hotel revenue, the restaurant revenue when they do make the postseason. But I mean, graphics. Yeah, oh, they will. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll probably keep stealing signals. But um, <laughs> by the way, guys, that was that was a uh, runner for the naming of this podcast: stealing signs. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> So, uh, no, man, I'm on the Astros. The, and the fact that they're claiming it's going to take till the start of next season. Yeah, it doesn't to need through, to take that long. Yeah. It should you happen know, before the winter meetings. But yeah, you know what's, you know who's involved. You know what years it's possibly been affected. I mean, just, just get into it. Everything should come out public, first off. So, I mean, the fans and everyone knows what's going on. But, I, I mean, I really think you got to look into uh, – stripping games or a World Series does nothing. Everyone still knows who won it. We talked about that last time. But, I mean, some sort of postseason ban or, I mean, a hefty, hefty, um, you know, maybe monetary fine or something with the luxury tax. I don't know. There's there's lots of ways they could go here. But they, they it needs to set it so no one even thinks twice about doing it again. Make them give away their best two players. Just be like, hey, sorry, you know, Altuve's got to go. And who else? I'm trying to think. Maybe a pitcher. Maybe take Garrett Cole out of there. Although he well, might be out of there anyway. He's, he's leaving anyway. Yeah, he's leaving anyway. I'm almost positive Kevin's frozen, but yeah, no, I'll 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 be back. Okay. Oh, well, uh, great. <laughs> Sounds good, Kevin. We'll see you later. I didn't realize we were allowed to just take vacations during these things. Uh... <laughs> no, but Justin, to the the route of getting rid of players, like, could you just bench? You can't just bench. Every, you know the players are involved because I feel like it was every batter 
Like, yeah, and the thing is, it was it was too long ago for them to not too long, but it was like the big thing that they're showing is 2017. So half the players aren't even on the team anymore. Not yeah, half, it, but a couple. But and again, like if you want to go after individual players, like did they have a choice to not listen to the trash cans when they got up to bit uh, to or, swear? Yeah, maybe maybe just maybe that could be the punishment. Be like, hey, sorry, you have to play your triple A players for the first sixty games of the season. Just like your triple A team has to play and see sorry. how you fare. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, this it's is got to be one. bad. It, it, right, it needs to be deeper than just. I agree that it has to be deeper than just draft picks. But I mean, the draft just doesn't mean enough for. Correct. It doesn't. I mean, you're gonna get like like I'm just said. I mean, it, it's rare you get a stud that just jumps right into the major league lineup, but. You do get really good ball players, but they do need time to grow. This is a, a different kind of a game. It's a long season. They have to be prepared for that. Like mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things. So you're right. I don't think the draft pick is enough, but I mean, it's a start, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Hey, Kev, when you, when you talk long season in baseball, you mean something that's where it's okay to have load management, you know, 162 yes! games. Yes. As opposed to 82. And yet they don't even do that there. You get people tearing their ACLs because they're constantly running on the field like yeah, every day. they're sitting crisscross applesauce in the outfield, picking Justin, grass and chewing Justin on their glove for six innings. hater <laughs> ever. I'm so glad to have a guy on here that actually likes baseball. I, I, I do love it. To talk baseball with. I'm going to be honest. The picking grass and chewing on your glove is more just what I did when I played baseball. <laughs> I, I might be projecting. There's a small amount of projection going so, on. Stay, uh, we'll keep up with that as, as we see, but it might be another year before we talk about this again. Yes. Um, staying on baseball, oh, guys, God. this, what? So I believe it's the Orlando Magic owner. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, is trying to start a professional baseball team in Orlando. And when I say professional, I don't mean minor league or legion ball. I mean major league baseball in Orlando, Florida. The one state where people, where they have two teams, one has been to a World Series and the other one has won two of them and they have no fans. The, the biggest amount of baseball fans in Florida is when spring training's happening. So um, Orlando wants to have a team. And guys, they've released not only a name, but a logo. Oh, boy. For those of you that follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you will see those posted. The name is the Orlando Dreamers. (laughs) The logo literally (laughs) looks like it was done on Windows 95 paint. (laughs) It is a baseball with two crossed bats and stars over the top. It is it's awful. And this dude literally said he posted it and he was like, I'm just trying to make something that the community can rally around. Justin, I'm going to start with you. Can the community rally around the Orlando dreamers? Well, I think what has to be thought of, you know, when you, when you look at this and you say, all right, people aren't showing up to Miami Marlins games. The fact is Miami is a place that has more exciting things going on than baseball. Right. Namely, namely everything. Um, (laughs) And one of the highest demographics in baseball is Latino culture. So it's really funny that Miami is struggling to go see these games. But yeah, continue. Well, uh, Latino culture likes baseball slightly less than they like some of the other things that go on in Miami. (laughs) Uh, Dancing, naming one. Yeah, I'm sure that's what you meant. Other things. (laughs) And and then... And then you got Tampa Bay. Um, uh, I guess there's more interesting stuff going on there. It could just be that they're terrible. Um, but Orlando, 
Orlando, one of America's greatest cities. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got Disney, but that's about it. Disney. They have Disney, Disney. and <laughs> like also some crocodiles. Um, it's, you know, and the it's Orlando a, Magic. In the Orlando Magic. I think that it's a terrible place for a baseball team. <laughs> and so why bad. would you put a third baseball team in the state of Florida when the first two don't even have any? I, I mean, I guess maybe you're thinking you're going to get like tourists during the year. Maybe you go to a go to, you know, Disney and then at night you go to an Orlando Dreamers baseball game. Dude, so there I, I visited um, Tropicana Field where Tampa Bay plays um, the day Wayne Gretzky retired. So a long time ago. And they were still a fairly new team. I show up, we get into the stadium, and you would think, oh, this place just got a new team. They have a new stadium. It's going to be packed. When I tell you, you know how, like, when the Oakland Raiders, since they still have that multi-purpose field, when the A's play, they, like, cover all the top seats because yeah. you can't fill that many seats. Baseball. In a baseball stadium, they had the top rows filled because you couldn't fill it. You couldn't fill it. There was no one there. They had a future um, – um, I think he's a Hall of Famer, Fred McGriff. Uh, he was playing. He was a slugger at the time. No one was coming to even to see him. So, I mean, that trend hasn't really changed much over the years, even when they had that World Series run um, in 09, I believe, 08, 09. Um, but, yeah, so, it, again, I agree with you. There's no excitement for baseball in Florida. Other than How did they miss the opportunity of naming it something after freaking Disney? Get together with Disney, well, dude. Here's the thing. It's the Orlando Mickey. Part of them, I think part of them, I think they got dreamers through that. Like the Orlando Magic are clearly from Disney. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I have no clue what's going on in my home right now. I'm terrified. <laughs> There's a lot of noises. There's a new dog in here. I can't imagine it's going well. <laughs> MJ, what do you think? Let's get you in on this. Oh my gosh. This is uh first off, I don't think God's waiting room needs another baseball team. <laughs> Gonna be honest with you. Um I did uh looked up the stats before we jumped on the call here. And the Tampa Bay I'm sorry, the yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays have been averaging fourteen thousand people per Ooh. game, which is on the bottom Ooh. half, obviously. The the Marlins have been averaging ten thousand per game. And the Marlins yeah. have steadily gone down from 21,000, I think it's over the past five years, to 10,000. So if you can't already fill seats, why the heck would you open up another baseball stadium that's going to have, you know, the economic impact of having another stadium in a town that can't support it? I mean, right. I don't know what the statistics are on, on Magic games, but they haven't really been competitive no. for many years for now. For years. It's Penny so Hardaway. <laughs> so, so they're not pulling any, anything in. I mean, what team lets go a Shaq for nothing? So that should show you what you have to work with in Orlando. Yeah. But I just – I don't see the point. A, the Dreamers is a terrible, terrible name. <laughs> Although so we good. should give – we should not jump on it so hard because if we do recall, when Gritty came out, Everyone thought it was the I worst still think thing he's on the stupid. You need to slow down with that. Hey, <laughs> you watch your mouth, you know? Let's just watch your mouth. Oh, but guys. No. Well, by the way, stay tuned for the podcast, uh, the Gritty gritty Cast, uh, coming soon. To grit a, Cast? Yeah, Grit Cast. Oh, Grit Cast. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. But, no, but, but I don't think a team like the Dreamers could even work. Because, like, if, I mean, just to jump to Gritty, you have a, a city like Philly that got insulted because someone else from outside Philly insulted their mascot. So they all jumped behind him and he became this like cult-like following of a right. sports figure. So it actually helped the Flyers a lot. In Orlando, who's jumping behind 
jumping behind first to defend the Dreamers. And then who's yeah. going to watch them play baseball? I just I don't think you have enough population in, in Orlando in the state. It's you all tourist-based. I just uh, – I don't know. You make a really good point, especially when it comes to br- – people don't realize – when it comes to starting up a new franchise, branding is so critical. Your name, what you look like, how you're presented on the field, because people are going to buy merchandise. So when the Rockies uh, came to Colorado in 93, I remember my dad was taking us out. Um, shortly after I was born, we took a cross-country trip. And I remember when I was a kid, he had this like weird purple Rocky shirt that he would mow the grass in. It was just like this throw around shirt. And I was like, where did you get that? And he goes, when we were driving through in 92, they were like, there were people in Denver that were like, Hey, we're giving away free t-shirts, trying to like promote this possible professional baseball team. Like, and so he just had this t-shirt from before they were even a team, but people really loved the idea. Rockies, Colorado, you're nestled in the foothills of the Rocky mountains. It makes sense. People can get behind a team like that. There used to be a hockey team in Colorado called the Rockies. So like there's all these things that are really important to try and draw a fan base. He even said it himself. I want this to be something that brings the community together. How is a name and a logo like that connect to the community? Dreamers is so fringe Disney, but it's not fully Disney. Magic is fully Disney. You need to tap into that because Disney is basically Orlando. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know exactly um, how big a factor that's going to play, but I can't imagine it's going to be a small one. Like people want to be able to support their team, wear their team stuff. They're not going to wear something that they think is terrible. And they're not going to jump. Like say you have, cause you know, in Orlando, you probably got Marlins and Rays fans. So you're going to expect those guys to jump ship to be an Orlando fan. They'll you combine. have to give them, but you have to give them something. But well, see, no, that's the other yeah. thing. Tampa's looking to leave. They're looking to go to Montreal. <laughs> Well, no, that's partner with thing. Disney. No, they oh, first off the Montreal thing. Wouldn't that be half the year they bounce half, back and forth? So dumb, which was dude. a terrible idea. Oh, but no, the travel. Like with the Orlando thing, that's like coming to Pennsylvania and dropping a team in Harrisburg. Right. You have Pittsburgh fans. You have Philly fans. There's no need for an in between. There, right. There's they not like the Harrisburg Senators and I mean like the, the Bears. and the Bucks. I mean they're up and down when it comes to being competitive in you know, baseball. But right. the year that they made the postseason, like. All of Pittsburgh rallied around. All the Pittsburgh Absolutely. fans that are outside. I mean, that stadium was packed. That, that, ball, that ballpark was packed. I just don't see how you recreate that in Orlando at all. I think we're all in agreement. It's a terrible yeah. idea, and it's money that can be spent literally on anything else. It's a waste <laughs> in a market that doesn't want baseball. Yeah. So. Like, like Justin's basically Orlando. He doesn't want baseball anywhere. But Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I've no always wanted to be compared to Orlando. Well, then, then I'm sure he'll love this. We're moving off baseball, oh, heading into the college football playoff. NJ, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Uh, the current college football playoff scenario, tell us what it looks like and what you think it should be. Um, uh, with the rankings that came out last night, I'm, I'm definitely comfortable with where every team sits. Uh, Minnesota dropping as far as they did. I'm, um, you know, the the Penn State side of me is like, yay, we, we were able to get back in front, but I don't think they should have fell as far as they did. Um, that was a tough, tough. You don't loss think Penn State should have fall that or, far? No, Minnesota should. Oh, Minnesota. I mean, first loss of the year, they, they played a, a decent schedule, not a great one. Um, obviously, beating they Penn State at football, home. Yeah. Yeah, being Penn State at home, and they didn't get blown out by Iowa. So I mean, that's that's something that we should should have been considered. Now, if we go to the top of the top of the heap, um, man, there's so many games left that could screw everything up everything. and make the job of the you know the committee 
very, very hard. Um, first off, let's let's take a look at Clemson. I, I think we can all agree if Clemson wins out, they're in. But yeah. for any reason, if Clemson loses their next, you know, two games or the ACC championship, they're they out. should be done, done. They, yeah, they, they've they played nobody. Schedule um, cheeks. And a, I mean, the ACC has just been weak top to bottom. Um, I mean, besides Clemson, it's it's not a great Come conference. on, man. Duke. Dude. Easy. Easy. Danny <laughs> Dimes is doing good. great. Danny leave, Dimes. <laughs> leave Danny Dimes alone. Um, but anyway, um, we move on to LSU. That's another tough one, man. I mean, I love their last two games. Their last two games aren't, aren't bad. But once we hit the SEC championship, if Georgia wins, I think Georgia should be in. No, don't you don't you talk about my LSU Tigers. <laughs> don't you but, don't you talk about my LSU hey, Tigers. Coach Coach is fantastic. <laughs> He's um, the best. <laughs> but I just if Georgia wins out and wins the SEC title game, they have to be in. Even with that one loss to South Carolina, they have to be in. But LSU should still be in. I mean, mm-hmm. look who they've beaten. I mean, both Georgia and LSU have really impressive wins in conference. Yep. I mean, both have beaten Texas AM. I believe. Have beaten both have beaten Texas A and M, um, but I'm really lost. And then I, I personally think Bama's done. Um, they're still sitting at number five, but without without good. without Tua, I, I don't see them doing anything. I, I, I truly don't. If they um, did have Tua, then it would have. It, it, yeah, I could see them being in still. Now but, here's yeah. the here's the big thing with the Big Ten. Um, a couple years ago, we saw Penn State beat Ohio State win the Big Ten, and still not make it. Right. Because so, of that weird three-way, like... Yeah, wasn't there it? was a weird, Didn't like, connection. Penn State beat Ohio State, Ohio State beat Michigan, Michigan beat Penn beat State. Penn State, yeah. So it was, it was like, like a, a weird... And, weird. And Penn State had a bad loss to Pitt at Pitt early in the year. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. right. So, but again, it, the whole idea was, if you win your conference, you should be in. And you um, win the head-to-head against the person that's actually in, you should win. I mean, but that's also the year that Ohio State was the only team in the bowl games that didn't score a point. Yep. Of all the teams yeah. that played in a bowl game, Ohio State was the only one that didn't score a point. Right. But um, go to Big Ten. If Ohio State wins out, they're in. There's no question about that. They're, I think, personally, they're, they're the best team in the country right now. I, a complete team. They're, they're, they're filthy. Um, the Penn State game this weekend is going to be big, but I, I just don't Where's see how Penn at? State, It's at Ohio. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, I just, I just don't see how Penn State wins that. And another thing on the Penn State, I wanted to touch on this. I was reading it today, and it was actually kind of disgusting to read this, that Sean Clifford's getting death threats and stuff over social media. Um, come, like, I, I get Why? mad when we, uh, because of the loss at Minnesota. Oh, um, sake, like, dude. come on. Like, it's a young kid college. in college. Leave him alone. God. It's, it's his first year as a, a full-blown yeah. starter. Like, I, I get upset when we lose or don't play well, but – that's just crossing a line that doesn't need to be crossed. Um, yeah. uh, that, I was reading that. I was really, really disgusted with that. But now, if Penn State beats Ohio State, makes it to the Big Ten and wins. They should be in the top four. I, I think they should be in. They should be number and four. Then, yeah. And, and then the final scenario, what if Minnesota wins out and then beats either Ohio State or Penn State? Same deal. They should be in. Same deal. Um, if if um, they beat Ohio State, think about it. If they beat Ohio State, now they didn't have as crazy of a schedule but it wasn't a cupcake schedule either. Mm-hmm. They beat Penn State already when they were up there. And then if they can come through and beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, and get, then it should be the same scenario for Penn State. It should be the same for Penn State as Minnesota. Either scenario for both those teams, they should be in the top four. Yeah. No, I'd, man, rather, uh, I'd rather see a – if so we're saying all these teams would have one loss, right? 
Yep. Like it would yes. be one loss Penn State, one loss Minnesota, uh, one whoever loss Ohio would, State, or like whichever one of them would have won out. Right, right, right. right? Um, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking is I'm looking at the rest of the teams on here. I think you. What about? Can you take away like a one loss Oregon or Utah uh, or Utah SE or Pac-12 champion? Or the other thing is the Big Twelve doesn't have a championship game. But Oklahoma, one bad loss. If they win out, though, and they don't have a championship game, like, can you not? Listen I, here, I man. I'd the Sumer Schooner broke down. The Sumer Schooner broke down. True. Therefore, Oklahoma can't be in the top four. I'd rather see <laughs> Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts. And I think the committee, I, I mean, I technically, I would rather see it anyway, but I think the committee would look at it if it was one loss Oklahoma and then a one loss Big Ten champion, okay. either Penn State or. Minnesota, I think they're going to want to see Jalen Hurts in the playoffs rather why, than Penn State or Minnesota. But and this, I would rather this see is it exactly too. why I hate the FBS playoff format. You, it's so much of it is left up to chance. Like, you know, it's no secret I love watching Division One FCS football, and part of the reason is other than my beloved Towson Tigers. Woo, go Tom Flacco! Um, but no, they have a 2014 playoff. It's an actual playoff bracket that you have to get it yeah dude it's great Yikes. a it's lot a of 2014 games. tournament and you get to play out well it's a it's a smaller regular season so like you play a bit of a longer playoff but there's more teams it's all based on merit it's based on conference champions it's based on your record it's, it's not based on guys sitting around if you don't get in it's like oh well you weren't you're mad because you were the 25th best team right, and up exactly. 23rd like you don't have an argument and be, just be the top 15 if, you're fine if the fbs would adapt that as well that would be huge like we hated that back with the bcs thing where people were picking for bowls that was yeah. craziness dude the committee and none never, of the bowls mattered right dude it's, it's <laughs> yeah it was just the national championship that's like oh i got in the orange bowl this year well that's great yeah are you playing for a national title it's literally the same thing now Except it's yeah. just like two bowl games so that now matter we're calling instead of it something one. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so my whole thing is I would prefer a tournament format like that. March Madness, that's what makes it so exciting. You know, uh, and in the FCS, that's why me and other people that watch these Division One AA schools, we enjoy it so much because there's more teams, there's more participation, there's better competition that way. What if, why don't they just, my issue with the whole thing is, the fact that there's the fact that I could even say that a one loss Oklahoma team could get in over a Big Ten champion because they don't have their own championship game. Like the conferences. Yeah, it's stupid. Like make it uniform. Do they all have championship games or do they not all have championship games? Right. Like right. if it was all uniform, then you would be going off of now, something. But, but that would it still leaves screw it up, up to the independence, but that's on them. That's their the independence should have to join a conference. Stupid. But um they're not gonna give up that NBC contract at Notre Dame to join well, a the conference. The NBC right contract is it, it's pointless. The, it's the whole not reason, for the revenue. The revenue they get is nuts. Well, yeah, but, but no, they're not the getting re- recruits. The whole reason Notre Dame was so dominant back in the day is because if you want it to be seen on TV, you want to get Played noticed, you're playing yeah, yeah. Now with ESPN, ABC, CBS, NBC, everyone plays football yeah, games. The tradition and the lure of that isn't there anymore. It's not the same as it was. And Notre Dame, besides the you know couple out-of-conference games they get, play the same garbage schedule yeah. every year. You Navy, play an Army, you play Georgia Navy, Tech, and Air Force. Navy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, 
No, there needs to be some type of uniformity in it because then you can't like you're going to have these arguments and debates every year. And even if like I always wanted them from the beginning to expand it to eight teams because I figured if you are in that top eight range, you're normally a one loss team that still has a chance at winning their conference. Um, You would have like, you know, the Penn State that had a tough like a tough loss in the end to Minnesota. They would be in with Minnesota or something like that, where you're kind of like you're you're getting all the teams that could be decent you're giving them a chance because right now the way that it is is Clemson's always going to be undefeated and because they play a crap schedule so that's going to be really hard to not have them in so Clemson every single year is getting a chance so when people are like well just look at Clemson's playoff success it's like because Clemson gets a chance to have success in the playoffs how do you know that Oregon wouldn't have playoff success every single year like you just don't have them in ever or like, I think how at least it Oklahoma should be 12 or teams. Penn State or uh, well, I mean, whoever. Look, look, look at the Big Ten this year, man. There's six Big Ten teams in the yeah. top 25. Like, that's a dominant conference. And yeah. out of those six, five are in the top 13. Yeah. I mean, you have three in the top 10. And then you have, what, is, uh, Wisconsin at 12, Michigan at 13, Iowa at 17. Oh, I have, like, I have there's Michigan. a reason all these guys are coming out with losses because they're playing each other. <laughs> Dude, A&M right now, I was looking at that. So LSU plays A&M still this year, and uh, Georgia still plays A&M. A&M's going to end with a 7-5 and record. They're number 24 right now. They're going to end up with a 7-5 and record because they're going to have losses to Auburn, Alabama, LSU, <laughs> Georgia, and who I forget who the other team they lost to was. But well, look like, at- also, can we not ignore Appalachian right? State is number 23? <laughs> Just throwing them a bone. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> hey, App State, man, if you look They're at tough. their body of work over the past couple of years, I think they have less than five or six losses They're over the good, past dude. five or six years. Like they turned they're that into or, an actual FBS program. They're they're a one or two loss school per or uh, team per year, man. That's that's a really impressive program. Yeah, but no, man, I, 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 back too. I I completely agree with both of you. It needs to be expanded, like you said. Yeah. It, it's because there's strength of schedule and there's strength of record. Like right. if you if you put all dog crap teams on there, you should win every game. Mm-hmm. If you put great teams on there to play up against and you don't win every game, you should still be rewarded for the way you made your schedule. Like, for example, so, like, James Madison University just already clinched a playoff spot. Like, they're already saying, okay, they won the conference, you automatically get a playoff spot. Like, that's how it should be. Is this a school you're talking about? Oh, shut up. Everybody knows (laughs) James Madison University. (laughs) Hey, Eagles fans, your quarterback is from an FCS school. Um, So... The whole idea, yeah, it's playing like it too. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I love First you, Carson all, Wentz. The school he went Carson to Wentz. wins the FCS like every year. Yeah, um, because it's a garbage division. Okay. Anyway, all I was saying is, <laughs> when these teams win their conferences, they get an automatic playoff bid. That's how yeah. it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be rewarded for the success you have, or just don't have conference championships. Then, like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to value them, yeah, yeah, do one, do one way. There's so many inconsistencies like make it uniform champions in and have everyone play a conference championship or don't the issue with that is though the fact that like four of the major conferences have a championship and one doesn't so then they're kind of like but they they did win their conference championship but we'd rather see like jalen hurts because he's in the heisman talk or whatever but my other thing would be real quick rankings wise why do you rank teams at the beginning of the year? The issue with there's such an issue with that where if Penn State's starting at 13 or something and Ohio State's starting at two, even if Ohio State and Penn State have like a rel- relatively similar schedule and Ohio State drops one, it's going to be hard for Ohio State to drop from two to 11 
it's going to be harder for them to drop from two to 11 than Penn state going up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's not, it's, it's harder to move up and down. So when you do have an Alabama that loses, they've been ranked so high for the entire year that like, what do you, how really far are you going to drop them? And Clemson too, if Clemson loses a game, are you all of a sudden going to drop Clemson from like one or two where they started the year to freaking like 17 where they should be because of their schedule? Like, I think the fact that you have you have teams scheduling games in for like 2035 like they should be teams should be punished based on how their schedule is period if you have a if you're in a terrible conference you should have to play three or four out of conference <laughs> games that are hard games and if you don't then you should be punished by it so it should be like week 10 you should go in and be like you've played no one you're number 14 this year whoa, or whoa, right whoa, now well dude, Clemson's Clemson's the exact opposite of what Boise State used to be. Boise State yeah. used to beat everyone, and they could and barely get into a New Year's, New Year's Bowl game. Like yep. they could never. And then when they did, they go and beat Oklahoma. Statue. So yeah. yeah, but you got Clemson, who has a very similar strength of schedule to the teams they played. And because, uh, granted, I know they've been to the they won last year, and they've been there. They're getting I the get opportunities that. though. I get like. But they lost a lot of players from this year to last year that we're not taking into consideration. And they're playing in a very bad conference. I mean, and also that North Carolina close call should be held against them a lot more than it is. The only reason that doesn't go to overtime is because Mac Brown said, we're going for it. We yeah, have nothing right. to lose. And I love the call. I didn't love the actual play, but I love the call to go for that. Well, let's keep this rig rolling here, boys. That's all good stuff. Um, we'll uh, kind of keep a tip. Yeah. Real quick before we, before we jump yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, uh, just pick your, your college four going in oh. as of right now. Ooh. Oh God! Pulling it back uh, up, I just deleted. Yeah, I I had it in my All head right. too. All right, Go. my number one. At so by the end of the year, what we think it's going to be? Does it not have to be in any particular order? What's your your four teams? Oh. Ohio State, LSU. Oh. <laughs> Utah, and Penn State. Whoa! Wait, so you're saying wait, wait, two Big Ten teams? So one of them is going to not win the Big Ten championship? And oh wait, Clemson's oh hold on, hold on, it. no, you're right. I'm sorry, I put Ohio State and Penn State in there. Yeah. No, it'll be LSU, Ohio State, Utah, and Oregon. Wait, so two packed? Get out yeah. of here! <laughs> no, it's not going to be two Pac-12 teams, dude. Justin, who are you taking? Who are the you chances taking? that there's going to be one Pac-12 team dude, in there are like slim to none. Why, why? Why should they be counted out when they are so close to it? I don't I'm care saying, if they're in the same conference. But they're yeah. This but is the flaw of the playoff. No, but so you're assuming <laughs> that Clemson, so Clemson's going to win the ACC championship and not be in the top four is what you're saying. Yeah, because the ACC is garbage. If I'm sitting on that committee, but 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 the, they're, they're, what they're is rewarding the, them? For you asked me what year. I would pick. Uh, oh, right, oh, okay. I, if it's what you want, move on. Oh, Justin, I thought. Justin, I thought you what are you picking? picking, Justin? What are you so picking? So what that's, I think that's the, garbage. What I think it's going to end up being is LSU. I think LSU is going to win the SEC. Uh, Ohio State. I think they're winning out too. Clemson. I think they're winning out too. It's just that fourth spot, and I'm between the Pac-12 champion, which I think would be Utah. Um, so I'm between Pac-12 champion or Oklahoma, and I, I'm dead set on, I think, if Oklahoma wins out, Oklahoma's in. So I'm going to say LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Okay. Which I'll I don't love, I don't love, but I'm I think that's going, what they're either. I'm going Georgia wins the SEC, so they go in as the number one seed. Whoa. Um, I'm going to have LSU also going in because yeah. of the schedule they played, and I think the Georgia-LSU game is a very close game. 
Um, and then Ohio State and Clemson. There's no way Clemson doesn't make it if they win out. There's there's so zero. Basically, it's the same. Just change the rankings. Yeah, and I think Ohio State I, next week, man. That game goes one of two ways. It's either an extremely close game that uh, like a, a a fumble on a punt or a, a field goal block or something changes it, or Ohio State dominates from start to finish. Okay, so I gave you the four that I would pick, but the four that I think will be there is definitely LSU, Ohio State. I do think Utah more than Oregon and um georgia yeah i mean yeah. george that south carolina loss was just it, it yeah, that was a fluke loss it happens you have you have bad games it happens all right boys let's move ahead over there is a stanley cup contender that's not been looking like one lately the toronto maple leafs have lost i believe six straight and in a staggering hockey stat the last 400 plus minutes of action have not held a lead so all of that has culminated with the firing of Mike Babcock this afternoon as their head coach. He's done uh, after a long time with the Detroit Red Wings and four or five years with the Maple Leafs. Brendan Shanahan, my favorite former Red Wing, fires his old coach. So things aren't looking good in Toronto. Justin, I'm going to start with you on this. Are, is this a team that's dead in the water or are they going to be able to find their identity again? I think they have the skill to turn it around. That's like, I think that a less skilled team wouldn't be able to. I think they'll be able to. Uh, Babcock, probably, if I had to guess, I haven't heard anything out of Toronto, but I would, oh, I don't know what I just dropped on myself. (laughs) If I had to guess, um, (laughs) it would be, I think that he probably had some issues meshing with the fact that that team is super young. Exactly. People that are veterans talk about how much they didn't like him let alone young players he's a taskmaster yeah team's too young uh to deal with that so i think that they'll find someone in the interim and they'll they'll hire their assistant to finish out the year they'll bounce back i think that they'll yeah they they should because they have all the talent in the world it's just putting it all together um done over this season's a wrap this season's a wrap there's no way the assistant coach is going to jump in there and resurrect this. I know they have the talent. I know it's a young team, but it's a wrap till next year until they can find someone that's going to preach a culture that all the younger players can buy into, which I don't think uh, it's the assistant. Um, I mean, it's, you got a clear staff. Uh, when you have that much disconnect between the head coach, that's got to go. Um, so I think they'll definitely win some games. They'll probably finish middle of the pack, but closer to the bottom. I, I think it's over. Especially, uh, you know, 400 plus minutes. Yeah, dude. 400. That, that's like McDevitt Crusader area when it comes to <laughs> hockey. That's McDevitt's also going to township merger hockey stats. <laughs> um, so, I, I agree with you, MJ. I don't think they come back from this for similar reasons. One, they are a young team, and a young team is going to take this a lot harder than a seasoned team. You know, it's just like in the playoffs when you see these young teams that aren't able to get things done. It's because they don't know the veteran presence. They haven't been there before. We hear that all the time. And it's true. I think it's the same thing here. When you have all this expectation, especially a fan base like Toronto, I don't think there is a more devoted hockey fan base right now than Toronto. Like, Justin, your brother Jeremy was just up there for work. And he was like, I go into the bar and I just want to watch like a basketball game. And everybody's in there watching hockey. Like, you know, it's it's everywhere. Like, they are so devoted to the Maple Leafs. It's incredible. And I think when you have a culture like that in a town like that, that doesn't – it's kind of like Philadelphia when it comes to especially their football. You know, they they don't – they will tell 
the team when they're bad and baseball too. Oh my gosh. They would boo their own players. So everyone, but, but that's the, <laughs> but that's the culture that these cities have because they really love their teams. So you've, you're a young team. You've got the pressure of the city behind you and the pressure of the press out there saying this has been a Stanley cup contender for years and they can't ever get there. This is a team that's got talent, a team that's always in the conversation to win the conference and to get to the Stanley cup. And they're never, ever there. So I think, like you said, MJ, I think just think they're dead in the water. I think this just deflates their season. I don't think they're going to have a magic run like the St. Louis Blues did. You know, it, it was the right move to fire Babcock. I don't think that was a bad decision. It's just, you know what, you kind of almost have to bite the bullet and deal with it at this point. It's just the situation they find themselves in. No, man, it's, it's you can have all the talent in the world. If the, if the culture is not correct, yeah. it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you, everyone needs to have everyone's back on the team, and that starts from the coach down. And when every shift hits the ice, I mean, that those groups need to skate as one. The 1980 miracle team would show us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's no man. If you, again, if you don't have the continuity across the team, and again, it starts with your leader, and that is going to be the coach, especially with a young team. It's no, it's again middle of the road this year. They're going to get better. It's, but I think what's very, very important heading into the offseason, once they hit get there, they need to find the right coach or they're going to be in the exact same position yeah. again next year. Now, maybe this assistant will step up and be a good head coach the rest of the way and they keep him on. Maybe he can gel with the boys the rest of the year. But again, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know if that's going to be what happens. Um, Justin, any final thoughts on that? I mean, you think you think they're still going to be all right? I think they'll be fine. I mean, I don't know about like like Playoffs. they were last year. Yeah. But I think they'll fight for a wild card probably towards the end. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see how it goes, but really not a happy time in Toronto right now. Um, okay. And finally, moving on to the NFL, we're going to chat about what are you doing? Now that I found a guitar pick, I don't even have a guitar, I don't think. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Miles Garrett is appealing the suspension that he was given after clocking Mason Rudolph on the head with a helmet um, at the end of the Thursday night football game last week. Marquise Pouncey has a three-game suspension. He is also appealing. Mason Rudolph was fined, and I think uh, Ogan Wale, is that, is that how you say his name? It got one game. Yeah, um, and his, his, his appeal was denied. His was? Yeah. <laughs> was Garrett's? Uh, it's obviously going to be. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, has it been officially yet? It's not been officially okay. announced. They met They met today, so, so um, that shit me, should be coming out tomorrow. Let me start with this, and then I'm going to toss it to you, MJ. Um, so at the aftermath of that game, obviously I'm going to look at it as a Steelers fan first because that's my team. My quarterback just got clocked on that with a helmet, and it ticked me off, you know? And when I saw the video afterward of Mason really being the inst- – I mean, there's two ways of looking at the instigation here. So you can look at it in the way that Miles Garrett drove him into the ground at the end of the game when he didn't need to, but that's part of football, whatever. And then of course, Mason, you're not supposed to be ripping off a dude's helmet, especially one that's way bigger and stronger than you. Okay. So don't be trying to start stuff that you can't finish. Um, however, and we saw he could not finish. Agreed. But however, <laughs> yeah. the action that followed wasn't justified in as, as retribution for it. Now I'll say that as if, Miles Garrett had a clear head about him. If you're a guy in the heat of the moment and someone's ripping your helmet off, I'm steaming mad. 
So obviously the first thing I'm going to, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. I'm not thinking that I'm holding his helmet. I'm not thinking that I'm going to hit him in the head with it. So I do give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there, but no matter what, you can't do that. You can't hit a guy who's not wearing a helmet with a helmet, you know, three inches, one way, three inches to the other. If he actually hit him with the crown of the helmet, could have cracked his head, could have really put some, um, put a bad injury on him. However, it didn't. Okay. Mason Rudolph stood up basically like looking for a pass interference flag after that happened. And then okay? he got molly yeah. by the other then, offensive line. Then what do you have after that? First of all, that was a cheap shot. That was stupid. <laughs> Getting pushed to the ground. That's really late. Like, dude, you're pushing a guy to the ground. Come on, man. Now, Marquise Pouncey went full street fight and just started throwing haymakers and kicks. And so when it comes down to it, do I think – Garrett should be suspended. Absolutely. He should have the most severe one. No doubt about it because of the nature of what he did. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, Pouncey absolutely should get suspended because he went full street fighter on him. And you're not allowed to do that either. The thing that, and some of my Steelers fan friends will probably disagree with me here, but Mason should have been suspended. You were a big part in the reason all of this happened. Okay. If you're trying to rip a guy's helmet off too, and you, if the other guy gets a one game suspension for pushing you, but you're like ripping at this dude's helmet, you should get a game as well. I I'm glad they find him, but, and as a Steelers fan, I kind of wish they would have suspended him because I need a new quarterback in there. Um, but I do think that the punishment fits the crime for Garrett. I think the rest of this season is fair. I don't think it should go into next season and I don't think there should be criminal charges of course, but it should absolutely be the rest of the season. Got to set, you got to set a precedent. MJ, um, this is another example of the NFL not knowing what to do when something bad happens. I, dude, it's terrible. <laughs> like first, first the college off, football committee of making of, decisions on suspensions. Yeah, no man. Blatant um, first, obvious suspensions. First off, um, the the reaction did not was not warranted for the action that was taking place. You should never swing a helmet. Absolute agreement. I completely agree with him appealing the suspension because indefinite. What, what, what does that, that mean? Yeah, yeah. What that? like Give come me on, number. step yeah. out. Say he's done for the year. I'd be even okay with uh, you know a couple games in the next year if you really want to set you know hey don't ever do this again. Yeah. That's fine. But this whole indefinite nonsense. Let let's move on here. Yeah. <laughs> like you you got guys doing things that are equally as bad off the field. Yeah. And catching two and three games. I mean, yeah. let's go here. Yeah, why is Kareem Hunt still playing? Why is Tyreek Hill still, you know, it's... Yeah, it's it's hearsay. It's hearsay on some of those stuff. But, um, you know, with Mason Rudolph, he absolutely should have been suspended. He didn't. If a guy, like you said, if a guy gets a, a game for a push, Rudolph should at least got a game. Yeah. Um, also, things you said were, were not taken into account. First off, there is a rule in the rule book for using your helmet as a weapon. Yeah. 15-yard penalty, 15-yard <laughs> penalty, automatic ejection. So right. I don't know why everyone was so shocked. Like... The NFL has either seen this happen already or known this yeah, may happen. It so happen it's more. already built into the game rules. Um, another thing that I, I want to place a lot of blame on is the Steelers. You're done. You're not going to win. What do you do running a screen pass at the end of the game? What, to show hope that you we're still trying? Are you kidding me? The game's over. Your quarterback had been sacked two straight times. He got his head handed to him all game. Kneel the ball and move on. Like I, that's the other big thing. The Steelers need to take some blame on this. Why was that position even started? Like, why was it scenario so, even available to start? 
I agree with that, that it was a dumb play call at the end, but I'm not going to go as far as saying that that's the reason it it's hard because the events that followed happened because of that, obviously, but I wouldn't go as far as saying the screenplay was the culprit here. However, you're right. It was a really stupid thing to do at the end of the game where you're not going to win. Your quarterback's taking a beating all game. Everybody's ticked off. They're frustrated. Nobody wants to deal with that. So obviously, uh, MJ, MJ was why? that urination? I thought I was far enough away. It's because I shut the door behind me. I thought I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's literally like it's literally like twenty feet away. I don't know how you heard it. <laughs> it so we, at like, first I thought you were crossing your hands, and then it yeah. was like, oh my. <laughs> okay, we'll be I'm editing sorry. that out. So I'm sorry, what I just no, editing anything. Dude, I'm I'm literally sitting here like this, Kevin. I'm like, I'm not gonna make it till the end of this. No, we'll that's... we'll edit that out. But what I was saying was, um, oh my god, that's funny. Uh. For those of you that didn't get to hear that wonderful edit, MJ was just peeing over the mic, basically. So we had to cut that all out. There will so, be no edit. <laughs> so what I was saying was, I agree that it was a stupid play at the end. I don't think that's the reason everything happened, but I think it was really dumb to call a screenplay at the end of the game. Like, yeah. you're done. The game's over. Run the ball. Get out of there. Now, can we can we jump back and take on the, the heat of the moment discussion there? If you're already very, very angry and you have two guys who aren't on your team pushing you back, and everyone says they're trying to break it up, and then you know Mason Rudolph charges him without a helmet on, and again, you're not winning this fight. All three <laughs> of us on this podcast could charge Miles Garrett with weapons. We're still not winning. <laughs> We're still going to die. Okay, so I think I think it was a huge moment decision. It was a very bad decision. Um, I personally think if he would have just dropped the helmet and knocked him right in the face, we wouldn't be having this discussion. I bet it'd be a one to two game suspension. Two to three max. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And again, man, it, it's, I hope this doesn't define Miles Garrett's career because I think he's a stud on the defensive Absolutely. line. Absolutely. He was having an amazing but unfortunately, season. Unfortunately, that one bad decision might end up haunting him for, well, it, I mean, at least for a number it, of years. That's what sucks. It takes it was the coach K that said it, it takes years to build you know is it reputation? It yeah. takes one moment to take it all away. Yeah. So and he, he has gotten a rap this year of being a dirty player. I mean, you know, the constant late hits on the quarterback, you you, you gotta learn at some point. It's two thousand nineteen. You, yeah. you can't touch the quarterbacks <laughs> like that. So no man, I I hope this is really the last we we talk about it and we, we stop seeing it on the media. Yeah. Um, it's it's time to move on. Um, and I hope when the Browns come to the Steelers, what's it, two weeks from now? Yeah. Um, it, it's the realization that no one on the Browns team at that time was involved in that scuffle. Let's move on. I still want it to be a chippy rivalry. Everyone yeah. wants to see that. But yeah. I don't want to see any dirty hits on, you know, Mayfield, Beckham, Landry, mm-hmm. and vice versa back on and the And you Steelers. know what the, the ultimate thing here is? It took away from a really good Browns win. Yeah, it, 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 did, it, it took it, it took away from the fact that they haven't beaten Pittsburgh since 2014 and they came in and they owned them all game. And you know what? They deserve all the credit in the world for doing that. You know, obviously the Steelers offense is limping and terrible, but still you won and you won really decisive. So, you know, tip your cap to them. But someone said it best. They were like, even when the Browns win, they still lose. <laughs> like this is just kind of the, this is just the way of the world for them lately. Yeah, um, real yeah. quick before we get into picks. Yeah. Um, what if 
instead of suspensions and everything, they should just have Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett, uh, not this week, but next week, obviously, when they play each other, stand in the middle of the field. And they're both uh, wielding a helmet. <laughs> only only, light, light only one man comes center. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Circle stone death yeah, match. Yeah. Well, John claude Van, Van Damme action. Yes. Two men, <laughs> two men enter, one man leaves <laughs> with both helmets. Uh, see, see, this is why we're not allowed to write the to rule book. Yeah, I'm just saying. Dude, it's just My like dream uh, is to start a coliseum type thing where we have men fight large dude, cats. <laughs> it's just like uh, Wayne says in Letter Kenny, where he's just like, uh, "Who's got time to watch all those hockey games? I just go to hockeyfights.com. It's all you need." <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into our picks for Week Twelve of the NFL season, um, starting with Thursday night football: the Colts at the. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing at the visual of men fighting big cats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night football, Colts at Texans. Um, I'm just I'm laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> That's all. A matchup uh, of six um, four teams. Some playoff implication here, but I'm going with the Texans. We're going with the home team here. Colts have been wildly inconsistent with Marlon Mack being out with that injury. Um, that takes away one of their biggest offensive weapons. Houston wins this pretty decisive. Yeah, MJ? Uh, Completely agree. Big bounce back game for Deshaun Watson. And with Marlon Mack out, I just don't see how the Colts go into that arena and win. Turn up the Mack. It is written. Are we not singing that? <laughs> Continue. Texans. <laughs> Texans and Deshaun Watson better, better get more than four points for me at fantasy this week because that was dicey for a while. <laughs> that was dicey. All right, next uh, game. Oh, speaking of, nice loss last weekend. MJ, the whole the whole end of that. So MJ and I were really close up until the last day when he had Mahomes and Bad Bagley going kicker, and then yeah. I had Kelsey left, and I was like, "This is gonna turn out bad for me because Mahomes is gonna throw to everybody and not Kelsey." He threw so much to Kelsey. Kelsey got more points. Mahomes had a mediocre game, and I won. <laughs> And, and that right there is. is why you don't deserve $40 million a year, Patrick Mahomes. That right <laughs> there. <it is>. there. <laughs> the Giants at the Bears, Sunday, 11 o'clock, uh, out here in Mountain Time. Wow. Yeah, I'm still not used to 11 a.m. games. Um, I'm going with the Bears here. It's a gross game. I think the Giants could be a, an upset team here, but they're so bad. Um, Got to go with the Bears at home. Um, I'm going to go in G-Men, pick up a big win. Interesting. I think Danny Dimes has a great game, and Saquon goes for all-purpose yards. I'm going to go buck fifty to a buck seventy-five. All right. I'm going G-Men two. Um, coming off bye, right or no? Yeah, coming off the bye week. Um, and just the Bears offensively, it doesn't matter who they play against. They're so bad. And remember when Kevin loved Mitch Trubisky, and they're so hey, bad. I owned uh, up to that last cast, buddy. All right, I'm going to make you own up to it every time uh, because he is garbage and (laughs) the Bears offense is garbage. And they thought that they found another kicker because Matt Nagy had 9000 kickers come in in the offseason. And this guy just keeps missing 40 yarders. So (laughs) they're just so trash. Um, And yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going Giants here. Steelers at the Bungles. Um, Steelers offense has been deplorable this season, but I don't think it's bad enough to lose to the Bengals. I think they scored two touchdowns and they're both from Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Steelers win. 
Um, I'm also taking the Steelers on this, but I think they solely went off of field goal kicks. Either that or defensive touchdowns. That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, do not, there is not one offensive touchdown we're going to score. And I think Juju's going to be out. So He is yeah. out. Connor, Juju, all of them, they're out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Steelers win, but yeah, it's, it's not, not pretty. pretty. <laughs> Justin? Oh, I don't – I'm going to go with the Steelers, but I literally think it's going to be like a classic AFC North game, but without the skill. So right. it's going to be like 12 to 9 or some 12 to 10 or something stupid Unless like that. Unless the Steelers defense plays like crazy good, it's going to be one of those gross, chippy, close games. Um, the ew, Speaking of another awful game, Dolphins at Browns. Um, Browns win this one unless Fitzmagic gives some of his magic, but it's in Cleveland, so I'm going to go with the home team here. Although Dolphins could play upset here. They could. Um, no. It's Browns, man. I think they're going to keep the keep it going. Um, I think the whole Miles Garrett thing gives the rest of the team something to rally around and come together and kind of protect each other and keep it going. I think Chubb has a big game. Um, I also think this could be the game that OBJ breaks out. So I, I, I'm going Browns. I'm going to go by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going Browns as well. Uh, Miami, even though they're trying to win now because Tua got hurt, so now they're <laughs> stopping tanking for Tua. Um, and they've won a couple games. But, no, I'm going to go Browns here. Browns uh, coming off a big win last week. I think they can double up, make it two in a row. Broncos at Bills. Broncos coming off an awful game where they gave up a 20-point lead. Uh, people out here in Denver, boys, let me just say the pitchforks are out for John Elway. They are <laughs> so ready to get rid of this guy who used to be beloved in this state. Um, it's tough times for Denver. I don't see it getting any better soon. The Bills are a sneaky good team. They've got a good defense. And you know what? Josh Allen's no scrub. Five straight games without an interception. He's playing good football lately. He's protecting the football. And that's really all you can ask for a middle-of-the-road quarterback right now. Don't turn over the ball and you'll win. So I'm going to go with the Bills at home. I'm following you right down that. Bills at home with their defense and the, the Broncos offense. It's, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a sad, sad day for the Broncos. Again, I'm going at least a two-touchdown margin on that game. Yeah. Uh, is Elite Joe Flacco playing? <clears throat> He's done for the year, dude. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to ask that every week. Um, so in, in that case, I'm going Bills. Going Bills without Elite Joe Flacco behind center for the Broncos. It's just going to be all Bills, I think. Yeah. So what a garbage take. Um, Panthers at Saints. I'm going with New Orleans here. I think the Panthers have shown some fight, um, but not enough to be able to beat who I think is going to carry the NFC, and that's the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints over Panthers. I think Kyle Allen's he's, he's the quarterback of the future in Carolina, but he's a young guy. These will be great games for him to play. Um, yeah, I, still great, think, great opportunity. I, I still think McCaffrey is a big game, but I'm going to go Saints probably by 10, somewhere yeah, around there. That's fair. I'm going Saints, but every time that I pick them recently, <laughs> they're like doing random things where they lose the Falcons. So like I can see them losing this game for sure. But um, no, I think they put it all together. Like Kevin said, I do think that they're um, once it comes playoff time, I think they're going to be the class of the NFC. So give me Saints. Speaking of the Falcons, a battle of three and seven teams in Atlanta, the Bucks and the Falcons. Falcons Ooh. have five consecutive wins against the Buccaneers, but this will be a good matchup because the Buccaneers have shown some fight in a lot of these games this year, and the Falcons have had some weird wins that they've been able to pull out. Um, 
MJ, is, is Billy excited for this one? Does he think the Buccaneers are going to beat the Falcons? I think the Falcons are going to win. Um, Billy's not excited. <laughs> um, the Falcons are going to win for one simple reason. Holy because okay. the only person Winston can throw to is anyone not in a Buccaneers jersey. So uh, he's going to keep his interception games up going. I think at least another three picks in this game. And the Falcons are going to ride some momentum. Close game. I'm going to go seven points. Dude, I feel bad for people like Evans down there in Tampa Bay. That is a world-class receiver. You know what I mean? I feel bad for any receiver on that team. They (laughs) should go put on another jersey and he'll throw to them. (laughs) Justin? Bucks. I'm going Bucks. Oh! Yeah, going Bucks. I can see it. It's so random. Is that I don't think that? so. I think it's a famous, <laughs> no. famous Jameis is going to have one of his two games a year where he throws 400 yards, and you're like, oh, he is good then? Or <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm going Bucks. I can see that too. Okay. The Raiders at the Jets. I'm going with the Raiders here. The Jets are a nightmare. Um, and Ghosts. I mean, if you're, if you're already seeing Ghosts, you'll probably see Pirates soon. So, um, <laughs> Ghost Raiders, Pirates. Ghost Raiders Pirates. are going to win. Raiders are going to win big. Also, I'm saying it now, the Raiders are catching the Chiefs and they're winning that division. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, don't I think, think Chucky has them going the right way, and that's a big, big thing. You know what's weird about the Raiders is that, like, at the beginning of the season, they were fun to make fun of because John Gruden's team wasn't doing well. And now that they're actually doing all right, everything, everyone's kind of, like, quiet about them all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm going Raiders, too. And, like you said, I think that they could they – could, contend for that division. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think they could definitely contend for it. I don't it. know, dude. Mahomes has had two pedestrian-looking starts since coming back from this injury. So And he, yeah. and he can't do that with their defense. He no. And they, dude, do have another, the, they do have another tough one. I think they have the Patriots still yeah. on their schedule, which is kind that's of That's exactly it, MJ. With a team that's got a defense that's below average, you've got to be putting up 35 to 40-some points a game to be in these games. And that's just – you're asking too much. Um, Seahawks at Eagles. Oh boy. I think this is not going to be a pretty game for Philadelphia. I think Russell Wilson, I mean, he's five and zero with a 116 passer rating on the road this season. I think he takes that into a really suspect Eagles secondary and destroys them. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I, I don't think it's, I, you know, I thought that it might've been a blowout with the Patriots. This one is definitely going to be a blowout. The Seahawks, um, are going to take this one pretty big. Maybe 18 points. First off, Eagles are winning this game. Um, and no, Aguilar no. has the game of his life. I'm going to go How? 120 to 130 How? receiving yards. What? Two no. touchdowns from walking to him. What away. makes you even we see that? We win by three. What makes you possibly see that? Because we... Redemption put, song. First off, what Redemption is Aguilar? song. <laughs> first off, the words. Oh, first off, redemption yards, song. 120 yards, two touchdowns. That's, and it happens on two or three big plays. Uh, uh, Kevin, I have something to ask you. Who would you consider the uh, greatest quarterback of our time? Of our time? Yeah, Tom Brady. Probably Tom Brady, right? What's weird is that uh, Tom Brady uh, only managed to put up 17 how points old, against. How old is Tom Brady, defense? Justin? How old is Tom Brady? Now, would you consider Russell Wilson Tom Brady? the greatest of our time? No, you wouldn't. How old Which is Tom would... Brady? How old is Tom Brady? Can Tom uh, Brady run as well as he can throw? He's ageless. He's ageless. Oh, my God. Is Tom Brady a dual threat quarterback? No, that you don't talk it. You, it on the road. 
You don't talk about God's nephew like that. You okay? bite your tongue. But um, no, it was actually weird when I was watching that Eagles Patriots game. I'm like, how is someone so unathletic and slow, so good in the pocket, like getting out of the pocket? You're like, he's running so slow, but our linemen aren't catching up to him. And I'm like, I don't know. Wait, what? He has a weird different gear. But anyway, um, I'm going to pick Seattle only because the Eagles always struggle with Seattle. I think that they put something together defensively last week. It's in the link again. We always play better there. Wentz always plays better there. But we always struggle know, against Pete Carroll. Wentz looked real rough at the end of that game last week. He, he was did. missing I, a lot of throws. He missed, he missed a lot. He also had like a bunch of drops too, but he missed a lot. He missed like two or three throws. Yeah, no, I don't blame all those drops. I mean, he's he's putting it on the money. They're just dropping the I ball. I mean, he did throw literally a game when he touched down and Aguilar literally just couldn't Dropped turn it. over his yeah. right shoulder. Instead, he looked over his left and just went like that. Would have been the most ridiculous tying catch. Okay, that was his body was already bent in half when he went up for that. He was like he went like this, looking for the ball (laughs) over his left shoulder, and then it was above his head. Had he just gone, oh, I have a right shoulder I can catch (laughs) over. It was placed literally so perfectly, it was stupid. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick Seattle, um, and I think it'll be by ten. Um, I don't love it. I think the Eagles could win, but we just always struggle against Seattle. So whatever. Plus, All I right. think Seattle's going to be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, um, they look ridiculous right now. Lions at Redskins. Why? Uh, going with the Lions here. Um, like, I why are we? Put, I think they should put repeats of Dancing of the Stars on that time <laughs> slot. Whatever market. The, oh, that's going to be in my market. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that game. Um, the Lions are winning that game. The Redskins aren't going to win. The Redskins shouldn't even show up on the field. I'm sorry, Washington. The Nats won. The Caps are doing well. You're, you're Just fine. Just stick yeah. with that. Yeah, you're fine until, right now. Until a man by the name of Dan Snyder admits he's not doing it right, yeah. you guys aren't going to win. I'm sorry. I feel bad for Haskins, um, but it's, it's it's the Lions are winning that. It's not going to be by a lot, but they're winning it. Do you, we know if Jeff if uh, Jeff Driscoll is playing or if it's Matt My Stafford? God, you are driving me crazy. No, I'm dead serious. Stafford's Dris- done. Stafford's done, dude. Stafford has like a spine injury. Yeah, but they were saying something weird about him possibly playing. <laughs> what, like Wentz? <laughs> yeah, dude. If Carson can do it, well, not everyone. He is, shouldn't have. I know, but like he's the goat, so it's not a big deal. Oh. Um, but anyway, I think. With Jeff, too. with Jeff, with yeah, Jeff, definitely with Jeff Driscoll under center, I think that it's a closer game actually. Um, but what? I do think I do think that the Lions win, but I don't think they're going to win by a lot. I'm not unpacking that. Haskins right. going to throw three interceptions though because he loves throwing interceptions. Jack, Jaguars and Titans. I think this is going to be Ooh. a good game. I've got the Jaguars in this. I think Nick Foles. First of all, Nick Foles makes DJ a number one receiver. He makes him a number one receiver. Which is good for my fantasy team, but I think Nick Foles connects with all his guys, and they win this game in Tennessee. Although, don't ever count on Ryan Tannehill. That dude's been playing well since getting this job. Jags by ten. So I have yeah. to say there, BDN Jags by ten. BDN. Although last week I said BDN uh, Jags win, and they lost by like twenty. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go BDN though. I think he he shook the rust off last week. He's gonna turn around this week. Yep, I can see. All that. right, so all of us BDN. have the Jaguars. Uh, this next one is the one game that makes everybody happy because one of them has to lose. Well, hopefully, Cowboys at Patriots. Um, 
going with the Patriots here. Cowboys are not coming into Foxborough and winning a game. Um, there's, there's just no way that that's happening. They've been so inconsistent. Um, I know they're, they're being seen as the class of the NFC East, but come on, the NFC East is like the AFC North. There's not much going on. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Uh, Pats, as long as Jason Garrett's still the coach of the Cowboys, <laughs> the Pats are going to win. I don't care who they have on offense. Their defense is suspect. The, the Pats are going to win. I think the Pats defense are going to have something really dialed up for Dak Prescott. Um, Elliott hasn't really been himself this year, so I still think they pay attention to him, but they're going to be really coming after Prescott. And I think Tom Brady has a, a, a decent bounce back game. Uh, I'd go 300 yards maybe one or two touchdowns, but he'll, he'll control the clock and do what he does, which is does not allow the offense on the other team to get on the field. And I think that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I think the Pats are embarrassed about what happened against the Eagles last week. Um, the fact that they didn't put up more than 17 points, even Brady had said after the game that he was almost not treating it like a loss, but he wasn't happy at all with how the team performed. And whenever the Patriots aren't happy with how their team <laughs> performs, they normally bounce back with a vengeance. Uh, so I'm going to go, yeah, Patriots by a good amount. I think that, that works out for you guys. Um, Packers at 49ers Sunday night football. This is gonna be a great game. This is like the game of the week. I think, um, I'm going with the Packers here and I've been a guy that's been a fan of what the 49ers have put together this year. I still think they're going to be in the picture near the end, but dude, Aaron Rodgers, man has taken a team that we thought was going to be just middle of the road NFC this year. And they have become a contender here. And I'm going with Green Bay, even on the road. I'm going to go Niners because it's in California. <laughs> if it's above 70 degrees, I don't think you know, Rogers knows what to do. Um, no, <laughs> man, I, I, I just I think the Niners are on a great run. I think the Packers are on a great run. I think this comes down to the last play of the game or last drive, whoever has the ball. But I think Niners pull this one out. Uh, but again, extremely close. I think we're going to see great quarterback play from Rodgers. And I think Garoppolo has a really good game, too. Yeah, I'm going Niners as well. I think that they can. Wow, that surprises me on your end. I don't like the Niners at all. I know, that's but, why um, I'm surprised. I think that they can control the clock at least, uh, run the ball against this Packers defense, which we at the beginning of the year was one of the top defenses. They've kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Um, I think you can run against them. So I'm going to, and that's the strength of the 49ers. I just think matchup wise, it's kind of weird. Um, and I don't know, Rodgers has looked good recently, but also he hasn't really played that many good defenses recently. Um, so I think the Niners defense is going to be kind of a, a come back down to earth type game for Rodgers. So I'm going Niners. Whoa, crazy stat. Aaron Rodgers is facing a nine and one team or better for the first time in his career. It's a little strange. Wow, um, he's the Clemson of... <laughs> and finally monday night football the baltimore ravens travel to los angeles take on the rams uh the rams have become a meh team now uh baltimore is the class of the afc right now and i think they win this game pretty handily yep i'm going ravens as well i think lamar jackson has another huge day i'm going two rushing touchdowns two passing touchdowns mvp give me lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens love this guy all right. So, gentlemen, um, this was lovely. It's always lovely spending time with both of you. Um, Dude, I didn't curse once. No, you didn't. Instead, we had MJ relieving himself uh, on the podcast. You, you so, know what? That wouldn't have happened if we didn't screw around for the first hour trying to get other things to work. And whose fault is that? 
you. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't know how to read about Google Hangouts. Let's just jump on and figure it out. <laughs> it wasn't the Google Hangouts that was screwed up. You know what? I don't need to take this. Um, so, yeah. Your internet only failed once. Against the, the cast. Uh, yeah. We're going to be releasing this, of course, tomorrow <laughs> at 8 p.m. Not that it matters because you're going to hear this tomorrow at 8 p.m. So there's that. Um, yeah. Check out our Instagram page or Twitter. Don't get confused with the off the bench pages that Justin has yet to delete, even though I've asked him politely to delete them multiple times. Dude, so I'll check out our them, Twitter. You know. last things, last Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're all over the place. We're trying to get people involved with the conversation. Our website's been updated. You can check out the podcast, of course, on Apple podcasts, Google pocket casts on, of course, on our website as well. And anchor.fm. Um, so definitely give us a, give us a shout out, like, subscribe, share, really get people involved in the conversation. We want, you know, as many people to uh, get involved as possible. Um, so yeah, anything you guys want to say before we sign off here? No, yeah, um, looking forward to keeping this going. Uh, we're going to try every Wednesday guys. So, you know, if you, yep. if you like what you're hearing, keep listening. Um, and also if there's things you'd want to hear us talk about, like Kevin said, drop lines on the social media pages. Um, we do look at them. Honestly, we do. Even the old ones that some folks can't delete. Um, and then, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll keep moving on. But I'm yeah, still uh, interacting with people. Looking forward to, ne- looking to, forward to next week, guys. <laughs> um, and if you would enjoy more gritty content, um, just check out the grit cast that Kevin named, thankfully. Um, <laughs> after we get off of here, we're going to have a serious meeting about grit cast, what grit cast would entail. Um, is it the story of Gritty? Is it where we talk to gritty people? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the Last Things Last podcast. We'll see you next week. See you on Gritcast. See ya.